0: That is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the
1: most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Relentless, remorseless, has pounded Cortland Star into submission. Hello and welcome. The Race Hour podcast, brought to you with our friends at Bookmakers.co.uk, is back in action for the National Hunt season 2022-23. It's myself, Dean Ryan, in the towers of Bookmakers.co.uk, and uh, demo, It's been a while, but you're back, Dean. Why? It's been a long time. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's not like we haven't caught up in between. No, no, no. We do talk most about days, racing. Yeah. yeah, we do talk yeah. most days. To be
0: fair, but the uh, but yeah, no, Dean. It's actually great to be back a bit later than usual, but we've just been. Uh, We've been caught up with work and every other sort of a thing, but to be honest, once you're kind of in the running again for the uh, the open weekend, really is when you do want to be back. So yeah, absolutely great to be back and uh, hello everyone.
1: Yeah, um, not long until you know proper well proper jumps racing is kind of on uh, is is up and running. And uh, you know normally as we have done, I think on the last couple of editions or of, well, seasons of the race hour, uh, we christen the new season with uh, with a special guest and that's Don McLean again. Don, how are you?
2: Good, thanks, Dean. Yeah, very good, very good. Ah, look, it's a great time of year, this, isn't it? For just mm. Looking forward to everybody everybody coming back and horses stepping into new disciplines and horses stepping from novice company into open company and you're reading about all these horses and potential targets and all the stable tours. So it's just a, it's such an exciting time of year. And these weekends now, I find these weekends, the next probably eight weekends leading up to Christmas, they're brilliant on, on both sides of the activity. Yeah.
1: Have you had the videos out of last year already, and start going back over some of your notes and you know lasting impressions that you want to reaffirm? So, some
2: of the horses I put up to follow last year. No, I've left. Them.
1: Forget about those. Where they are
2: they? <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's 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 a process, isn't it? Because you know you're still dealing with the end of the flat season. But on, on, on all the while, or even for the last few weeks, it's been bubbling away underneath. So, yeah, like what what I have done, I've got out my notes. I haven't I haven't really gone through videos of any, in any great detail yet, but I've got out my notes from last season, from like March and April last season. And, mm. yeah, it's interesting reading back on them and and trying to remember what my videos, <laughs> because it's, <laughs> all, it's always worthwhile. You take your notes in March and April and then you know when you go back to them later on it's kind of like oh yeah geez you know things you would have forgotten about that you just you just wrote down because you've learned over the years that you do forget things lots of things so yeah it's it's interesting reading back over them there
0: all my There's notes said, ex- Dean was uh, There,
1: go on. Yeah, go on.
0: All my notes said was, "Don't do that again after Cheltenham last <laughs> year." That's that was all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's one you should definitely stick somewhere <laughs> where you can view it every day. You know, turning up to Cheltenham with all your minds already made up, a huge anti-post book, and then you know, destruction follows over days of, of horrible rain, and uh, and yeah. The world, the world changes. Um, look, for everyone listening to us, what we're going to do is cover off a couple of the big divisions of the Chantler Festival. We'll talk a little bit about the Gold Cup picture and the champion hurdle picture. I think they are the two most uh, exciting, although all the divisions are pretty exciting. We're going to talk about some dark horses or some horses to keep uh, in mind for the season. Some you'll have heard before, some you may not have heard before, of course. And um, and then maybe a little sensible bets category, certainly for me anyway. I've got a few uh, lined up for the, the festival itself, of course, all the way in. In March, and we'll have a little uh, trundle across um, a couple of the races this weekend, which is a mad weekend of racing when you think about some of the uh, horses that are on show and some of the racing that's on. And there is a bit of Breeders' Cup, but we don't talk about the flat on this podcast. And uh, if you can count, that is a great show, though. So you know, if anyone wants to throw anything in, they can. Why don't we kick off then with that Gold Cup picture, uh, Don? We did this with you again, of course, last year, and um, well, I think what we were treated to at Cheltenham in March was one of the best Gold Cups. I've seen certainly in winners' performance, uh, Aplutar was uh, was something special. Done. Um, all roads will lead the same way. Uh, very much looks a horse that could win two Gold Cups.
2: Yeah, look, he, what he did last year was unreal, Dean. Really, um, and for Rachel Blackmore as well. Like to go as close as she went back in twenty twenty one, and then to change a few mm. things and ride the race again twelve months later to to win it. Like brilliant. You know, there is no point in. What doing the same thing again and hoping for a different result? So she changed things up, and uh, you saw the result. Like Plutar was just was just brilliant. He was a year too late for me, but he was brilliant on the day. And like exactly to do what he did to Manella Indo himself, a Gold Cup winner who finished second in in the end. Another one two for Henry de Bromhead, and to come fifteen lengths clear of him on the run in. Like what a performance that was. And remember, Al Plutard, he's only eight. Like we kind of think that he's an old horse now, but he's not. But he he like he won the Close Brothers Chase as a six-year-old, then finished second in the Gold Cup, then won the Gold Cup. So he's been this he's been to three Cheltenham Festivals already. Um, his record there is what one two one, and yeah, he's uh like he sets the standard for sure. And you you have all the 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 new kids and the the Deschamps, who's a hugely exciting horse, obviously, but. Al tired. He's you know he's there and and album photo proved that you can. It's not you don't have to have to go back to yes a year to find that you know a, a horse who can go and win a gold cup two years in a row and he's album album photo of course was likely campaigned as was best made But Al tired. He's likely campaigned as well by Henry de So yeah, I I think he still sets the standard.
1: He does, but he's not. I'm surprised, and it's not something I've been looking at weekly or anything like that. But the gold cup market at the minute, Galopin Deschamps Champs. Is the market leader with most firms. Have Plutar's second favourite, and then you know it's double figures the rest, and the others all have to improve. We saw a performance from Brave Man's Game uh, just the weekend just gone that maybe puts him in the picture. Does jump well? He is a, a big old tank for a very good trainer. But I was surprised on. I don't know whether you are at this point. Appluta should be favourite for the next Gold Cup. Yeah,
2: I think so. You know, I I, I think so. G- given what he's done and how how you know. That he's done at the highest level under gold conditions in the gold cup, obviously. So, yeah, like he, he does set the standard. Like, obviously, Gallop in the Champ has that potential to improve, and we always get very excited about a horse with potential. Um, but even on what he on what Gallop the Champ has done, he's probably going to have to improve to get up to the standard that Aplutard set last year. So, on that basis, Aplutard should really be favored. But you know, you can see why like I'm not detracting from Galloping de at all. He's a hugely exciting sure. I'm so dying to see him out again now. But yeah, it's a it's a step up, you know, from Navis Company into as as high as you can go in steeplechasing. So yeah, a few times a standard for me as well.
1: Yep. I mean I stood and and watched the race at Chantham, of course, stood alongside uh, my <laughs> my guest here demo. And uh, that performance from the kind of back of the last to the finishing line would look like almost a Plutar just joined in. It was a remarkable end to a Gold Cup um, run, stamina sapping as it is, to have that much left and to power away up the hill like that. I haven't seen too many do that, demo. Dean,
0: it was actually a heartbreaking... Uh- Enough last season because Manel <laughs> jumps into the lead two out you think oh god and then it's just over just like John Bond kind of as well you know you kind of thought oh race on mm. and then no no actually no there, there is no race here it was an unbelievable performance and that that horse left behind what was a disappointing run at Christmas when kind of being gunned down by Galvin but it does just show the level of this horse completely agreed that this horse should be favourite um, I mean no matter what way you look at it Galvin de Champs is a very good horse but he, he has shown like a real adeptness for me when he went back down and trip kind of was was kind of where he was going to he was going to really earmark himself as an absolute superstar and look how many horses like this have we seen step out of um, of novice company we just we don't know enough about him really beating Master McShee ain't that a shame who um, himself was beaten in a Munster National then went on to beat Master McShee fell against Bob Ollinger was obviously going to win that race easy and then beat Master McShee again do you know we don't really know an awful lot about this horse, and obviously beating Langer down was that's that's decent form. But in respect to, to to a Gold Cup, I'm just not so sure yet. He could well prove to be an absolute world beater. But Gallop in the Champ has to do that. Um, a plus tired has or a plus tired as um, as Mikey Fogarty you knows. <laughs> yeah, the um. The, has done that, so thing, alaho is the potential flying diamond. But I wonder will the owners go for a Gold Cup? I really hope they. Do. I really hope that horse goes off, wins a King George, and has to go for a Gold Cup. Maybe in a way uh, that would be something, something majestic. Long Long Press is another one, really, really good. Dean and Brave Game really impressed me the last day. I just I, I said it before. I'm not his biggest fan in the world, but I, I love how, how well he jumps. He almost lands really softly. It, it, you know, he he just lands like he's he's landing on cotton or something. Um, mm. and then the more you go to the field yeah it's just very very good I mean the one I like is a bit bigger in price but it's a serious fielding and um, but blue Lutard should definitely be heading it
1: well I mean we can all agree I think that Gallup de Deschamps could come forward and then would deserve that position yeah. right at the top or, or if not at the top of the market right now I think that three to one, seven to two, eleven to four in places is is, uh, is as skinny as you're going to find this this far out from from big races. It does also show, Dean, um, doesn't it,
0: that that that, that the anti-post books at the moment are they're they're mad. Um, it's uh it's trying to find value in the anti-post books is is it's it's almost pointless.
1: Well, there's one of those lessons you learned from now all the way to Cheltenham is that very likely anything you fancy right now is probably similar or um. Or even bigger yep. on the day, especially right at the top of these markets. But that's normal. Don, I mean, we saw Brave Man's game at the weekend. Is this a horse on your radar that will uh, step into a Gold Cup picture? Doesn't have to prove too much more. Demo mentioned that it does jump very softly. I really like that. Almost as if there's pillows mm-hmm. on the hooves when it lands. Um, it stepping forward. Paul Nichols is um is is not one normally to uh, to shirk a challenge, although they didn't go for that um, RSA or Festival Novices. At the festival this year round because of that ground change, Um he may be one that they just don't think is for Cheltenham.
2: Yeah, that seems to be what they're thinking, isn't it? Like they're saying, uh, they're likening him to Clan de Zobo and Sylvania mm. that what they hadn't known was that they weren't Cheltenham horses, but they were Kenton horses, and that seems to be what Brave Man's Game is shaping up to be. Um, yeah, like I, I agree with Dermot. like the. His jumping is, is phenomenal, really. Like it's, it, I remember him at Newbury at the the Game Spirit Chase meeting when he beat Pat's fancy and I think you were he liked Pat's fancy didn't he? anyway or Grumpy Charlie. He beat the two of them, beat them well. <laughs> gally Hill was in the race as well. And look lucky should have been going yep. to win it, but he was conceding lumps of weight. But it was his jumping that day. Like he just and even when he seemed to be going in tight to a fence, he seemed to gain ground at it. Like his his jumping is mm. just superb, and that will always be an asset. Maybe that's more of an asset at a flat track and it will be at Cheltenham simply because it, you know, he's proven that he can jump that proficiently around flat tracks. And maybe that wouldn't be the case at Cheltenham, but you know, we, we don't know that it, that it isn't. Like, he did finish third behind Bob Ollinger in a Ballymore hurdle, so um, it's not that he, he doesn't go at Cheltenham, so it would be interesting. It was interesting as well, though, after the charlie hall there on saturday paul Nichols was saying that if he went and went and won the king george you'd have to go for the gold cup and of course he'd have to go for the gold cup if he won the king george even if if, yeah. if we you know if we think that he's a better horse or people think he's a better horse at kempton or that type of track than he would be at cheltenham but look he's only young as well he's only he's only 7 he's just a second season chaser now he's only had six runs over fences so he's still a, he's a very exciting horse but you know i i think the king george will be just your good your good feeling is that the King George is more his race than the Gold Cup. It's kind of three miles on a flat track rather than three an extended three and a quarter miles up and down hills. And yeah, he's proven it at Kempton as well. He he won the Felton or the star chase last year, really impressively beating a your. But I I think as well, the Charlie Hall chase, like a Hoysenora underperformed. He beat El Dorado Allen, who's a good horse, and he beat him well. But yeah, we probably expected him to go on and do something like that, given that you your underperformed if he was to you know at least even remain static and it probably wasn't a massive step forward that he had to take to win on Saturday.
1: No, and he was comfortable enough. And you, you mentioned the King George. I mean, if that, that's where he, he goes next, it likely will get Alaho go uh, there as well. And it's kind of like winning and you're in. They'll have to go Gold Cup, won't they? In the same way that Brave Man's Game for wins that we'll have to probably have to go for the Gold Cup. Um, Alaho would have to as well, wouldn't he?
2: I I don't know about that actually. <laughs> no, I I think if Brave Man's game won it, he'd have to go. If Alaho won it, I'm not certain. I think he's so good in a Ryanair, and that...
1: how many Ryanair trophies do you need?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, another one at <laughs> the
2: that. Another one, yeah. Fair uh,
1: enough. <laughs> yeah,
2: like why not? Why not go in a Ryanair? Because you know that he probably will. Uh, yeah, I mm. I don't know that he's a go cup horse. And look, I know he stayed three miles the last day, and I was against him at Pontesden because of, you know I I thought at the price it was it was worth taking him on,
1: yeah. even
2: that he wasn't proven over the trip, and you know I know that he, he he ran over three miles as a as a novice hurdler and he finished second behind Manila Endo. He beat Manella End over three miles at Clonmel, didn't he? In that in that three mile hurdle there, so mm. you know maybe on that basis you'd say he should he should be allowed to go in the Gold Cup, but I just think he's. He's kind of a Ryanair-stroke King George horse rather than a King George-stroke Gold Cup horse, in in my book.
1: Right, okay, that's fair enough. I mean, it, that Festival Novice Chase that um, took place at Cheltenham, of course, in March, um obviously Lost Braidman's Brave Man's game um, from the parade ring. I mean, he didn't, he didn't come out and they didn't run, which which kind of left it open to debate as to the quality of the winner. Now we can't can't knock Lompress. Looks <laughs> a very smart horse, one that can step forward, Don, and, and get involved. Yeah, I think he could. Yeah, uh,
2: like he's a obviously a very talented horse. I think you can allow him as run at Aintree last year in the Mildmay. Like you can always you can always allow a horse to run at Aintree or Punchestown. I think at the end of the season, mm. So, he's obviously yeah. better assessed than his his horse or his Brown Advisory Chase win. And yeah, look, like he just kept on progressing last season, didn't he? He just kept on being asked the question and going on and winning. He won it won at Cheltenham on New Year's Day. Obviously, won the Brown Advisory Chase. So yeah, I think. Um, He's, yeah, he's a horse you have to put into the reckoning. He's, a, he's only seven as well. He's still lightly raced. And I see he's just saw today he's out and he's going to run at Ascot, isn't he, in the, yeah. the race on the 19th of November. So, yeah, no, he's, he's a really exciting horse. He definitely has to be in the Gold Cup picture, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, the road is being mapped there by Connections. That one is is going to aim that way, and it'll all depend on how they go through uh, the season. We mentioned Alho, and obviously, Willie Mullins as well has Gallop in Deschamps. There's another horse in the yard, demo. Um, I'm going to come to you. Um, the National Hunt Chase winner of last season, which I don't think Statler's performance has been totally um, rated the way it should have been, perhaps, in the aftermath of that, because it ended up being such a disappointing small field. They were a good field, though, and Statler was very good.
0: Yeah, Dean. I like. I was. I spent the whole of last season frantically looking for a way to get Statler beaten. That's 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 what I spent the whole the whole year doing. Because, like mm. the year before that, um, he ran in the Albert Barta, turned in traveling really well, didn't stay or sorry, appeared to not stay. Went to Punchestown, mm. did the exact same thing, and then you said something very interesting last season that you were still at the last fence uh, with your son at Ferry House, and Statler jumped the last right. and bound away, and you said the power. And I thought, Ara, yeah, that's you know, Ara Dean's 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 talking nonsense." And then very house spy I was. Drunk. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But then we were down watching the last. We were watching the the uh, four mile or the three mile six or even down at the the last fence uh, with some work colleagues of ours, and we when he jumped the last, I I knew exactly what you meant. There was serious power jumping that last fence from Statler, considering. You know, he just, after going around 3-mile 6, now I know the field that he beat, but still, the, the horse in second is no absolute slouch. And he battered him. Now, the fear I'd have with him is, is that like uh, his horse in the same colours, as uh, Galvin, he might just not be good enough. But until that day, like, I've completely flipped on him. I was so against him last season. He proved that he stayed. He's a really powerful horse. He really interests me as a Gold Cup uh, contender. We're going to find out as the season goes on Look, he's 20 to 1. He's no amazingly big, massive price. Um, but if he was to win something like the the Lexus, uh, etc., he would be, you know, uh, much shorter. I'm just running short of backing him because I'm just afraid that there is a bit of the Galvins about him, that he's just, without wanting to get more more, more memes sent to me for,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> from our listeners all season again about Galvin. But the... Um, he still is. There's something about Statler that I really like now, and I was dead against him. But in in light of new evidence, we should always be able to um, to alter our opinions. And my opinion is completely flipped on Statler. I love that performance. And from a Gold Cup point of view, at twenty to one or so, yeah, Dina, I'm kind of leaning towards him a little bit.
1: Yeah, if I had to um, to get involved right now, that's where I'd, that's where I would get involved. Um, Don, what do you, what do you make in the national national chase winner from last season?
2: Yeah, look, you have to you have to like him. Um, I think the 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 race probably fell fell apart a bit. I know he won well, but run wild Fred. Mm. I, I really like Run Wild Fred, and he was a good trial winner, but he, he hasn't won another chase. That's only his only win. And mm. it at Rexford the other day about my nobly nope, eights. Vanillier, he wasn't just right last year. I think did did he have kissing spines? I think Gavin Cromwell said recently yeah
0: so, yeah he did yeah yeah
2: he did he that sort of, he'll be an interesting horse for this year so statler, look he, he couldn't have done any more than he did and i nearly like his his win in at nace the time before that when he battled on well to beat farouk delen like farouk delen was traveling very well when he fell at the second last fence in the brown advisory chase it would have been very interesting to see how he would have done if he if he hadn't come down because David russell really hadn't gone from at that point and statler beat him and and you know he, he he stayed on to beat him that day at at Nice, um. So yeah, I like he's, he's a likable horse. He's proven at Cheltenham, obviously, and we know that he stays. So I agree with Dermot. It's just a case of if he has the ability or the, the pace, because you need pace as well to win the Gold Cup. Um, if he if he, he's probably gonna to have to improve on what he did last year, but again, it's a really yeah. young horse who could do that.
1: Is there a bit of value in this market outside of the ones we've spoken about at the moment? I wouldn't be you know, too afraid to take a bit of four to one about Aputar and, and have a small wager on Statler improving. But what do you make of it, Don?
2: Yeah, all of that. I, I think Aputar is probably the overpriced horse in the market. Um, yeah. I do like Capadano. I'm not sure that he's a Gold Cup horse. And that's kind of, in. Um, I haven't backed him, but he's at a 25 to one shot. I like him for the season ahead and... I think the the Carl Trophy or the uh, let the car yeah the old Hennessy I think that's his on his radar. Just looking at the weights today, he'll probably yeah. have top weight. The top ones are probably going to come out, and he's got a rating one hundred fifty nine, which is a high enough rating. He'd probably have top weight in that. And I was kind of hoping as well that he might have a run before then, but at the, at the moment he's not entered, so he might not get to run. Remember, Jakadam running well for a long way and then not fully getting home in the Hennessys. Mm. Um, anyway look Capitan, he's a horse that I like I I, just, I know he was well beaten by long press in the Brown advisory chase last year and that's kind of on my mind that maybe Chatham won't be the thing for him maybe he'd be more of a Newbury horse but he was ridden in behind that day he didn't jump well it was very soft ground so there are reasons why if you want you can point to um, those reasons and say look maybe that maybe that's why he didn't pr- perform up to his best because he was very good next time at Punchestown Town when he was ridden more aggressively Mark Walsh just Got him going forward from early, and his jumping was superb. So, again, he's going to have to improve to be a Gold Cup horse or to even be a Gold Cup contender. But again, he's another lightly raced horse. There are plenty of them about. He's only six. Yep. And I think he could. I think he could make the step up, and 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 the step from Grade One novice into Grade One in open company. And I, I thought he was overpriced at about twenty five to one for the Gold Cup a little bit. But you know, in the back of your mind is. If it, if it was Cheltenham and not the other reasons why he didn't perform up to his best in the Brown advisory. But I think there's a chance that just a few wee things went against him that day. So I think he's worthy of another chance.
1: Okay. Capodanno, interesting one. I mean, there's plenty of indecision as well from the layers with that short as fourteen, 16s in places and twenty-fives, uh, biggest around for Cappadano. them I mean you probably hang our hat on the stat the one as a bit of value at this point, would we?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just kind of going through through the division. It's uh you know, usually around this time of the year you're you're very giddy about the the gold cup market and everything else. It's um yeah, the good few of them know we need to see them kind of all all step forward because as we currently speak at the moment, it's it is a blue tars to lose, really. And then after that, then you, yeah. you kind of, you know, it's uh, the rest of them do do have to catch up. But that is a Gold Cup picture, anyway. But I, I think it was just the fact that on, on that rainy day at Cheltenham, Braveman's game didn't take on Long Press and Gallopin and Deschamps didn't stay in his feet. Uh, obviously, uh, mm. on the other day, and Statler ran in, in kind of what ended up, as Don said, it ended up kind of being a race that kind of fell apart. Was he really impressed me that day? Still, it, it was a race that fell apart. We, we kind of don't know how how Fruit the lane would have done against. Uh, Long press to really get a gauge of that form as well. So there's an awful lot of question marks. Kind of around the whole the whole season really, but the Gold Cup picture particularly, which kinda whilst it's from a gambling point of view, I wouldn't be touching it now at the moment, it does lead to an awful lot of intrigue though. We just you know, like any one of these That's horses could, could really improve.
1: Yeah. Yep, that's what you want. And I mean, a couple of place sources from last year. Protector outs available at 33s. Uh, no reason why that one won't improve it a little bit. Manella Indo, your boy, at demo, um, uh, you can get 40 to 1. So, <laughs> you good. know, the, the Gold Cup's as interesting as ever. Plenty of question marks. So, the one thing I absolutely could not do. Is put in to champs and a Burton slip at eleven to four or three to one, yeah, not a whole anything thing. like that for a Gold Cup just yet. Not saying he can't go there and be what uh, the layers think he might be. Uh, why don't we talk about the Champion Hurdle? Don, you might remember last year when we were on this podcast and we mentioned the Champion Hurdle. We did compare the prices um, currently as they were then for Shiskin in a Champion Chase, which I think was two to one, and Honeysuckle for a Champion Hurdle at two to one. And you thought quite rightly honeysuckle was um extreme value when compared with those prices honeysuckle is four to one this year for a champion hurdle shiskin is four to one uh for a champion chase and um and that's because the game changed a little bit since uh, the last time we spoke about this there is a horse called constitution hill um yeah almost yeah you know, gonna you if there's going to be an odds on pot here where the whole world is on board, it could be Constitution Hill in the champion head. Five to four is the current price, Don. Uh, is the four to one about Honeysuckle exciting you, though?
2: Yeah, it's too big. It's too big, I think. You know, Yeah. The, the only thing that hasn't changed since we spoke last year is that Honeysuckle is still still hasn't lost. It's still on the. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, look, I know all the arguments in Constitution Hill, what he did in the Supreme Novice's Hurdle was phenomenal, really. And Whatever four seconds or over four seconds faster than honeysuckle,
1: and even the it was breathtaking. Don, me myself and Damo stood watching it that day. Went, what was that? Mm. What have we just seen? It was it was something extraterrestrial. Yes,
2: yeah. no, it, it was absolutely it was. And on the on the clock, he's beaten honeysuckle. All ends up on the day on the same mm. day, mm. Mm. same course and distance, and even the sections stack up well because just at the point where it looked like Constitution Hill should be losing ground, given that. How much ground they made up in Honey on the Champion Hurdle field early on in the race. He didn't lose ground. In fact, I think he gained some more ground later on for memory. But like, um, what Honey has in her favor is she's she's done it all. She's proven it, and continues to prove it, and has never been beaten. And as you know, I think I said last year, until a horse gets beaten, you don't know where the ceiling of his or her ability is because she just does what she needs to do to keep on winning so i just think until she's beaten look constitution hill is 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 a phenomenon and even in the Talworth hurdle on heavy ground was phenomenal that day as well and then on better ground the cheltenham was even better so look he's a he's a he's a he's a fantastically exciting horse but still a step up out of novice company into open company and like no more a little bit like de deshawn but the, you know the the market nowadays it goes with the potential it goes with the unproven and with the potential yes. for more, and a lot of that potential, in my view, is factored into the market, and that's the case, I think, with Gallup and Deschamps, and that's the case with Constitution Hill, and people like you know they like polarizing their views and going all in one or the other. It's binary, isn't it? It's one or zero. uh But yes. I, I I think there's a there's a more nuanced approach to this. Like I think honeysuckle still sets the standard that he has to get up to. She's a you know the the reigning champion, has been for a couple of years and in, op- or in open company, it's going to be interesting to see what Constitution Hill can do and if he can, you know, if he can have the longevity that Honeysuckle has, if he can do it consistently at that level because he's going to have to do that throughout the season and leading into a champion hurdle where Honeysuckle has done it. We know that she, that's what she does for Constitution Hill. I just think he, you know, he has to, he has to do something that he hasn't done yet. He has to Prove it at the highest level, and go on again and do it consistently. In order for him to, I think, deserve the accolades that honeysuckle already has.
1: Yep, it's almost like they're anointed before their time, demo, isn't it? With the likes of Constitution Hill, the one thing Constitution Hill has to go and prove now is a bit of Constitution in in open company, and that's that's never a given.
0: No, I mean, look, look, like, like, obviously, as Don said, absolute. Like beautiful horse, the performance was was freakish. But the the one thing that I think they, the clock doesn't take into perspective sometimes um, is just that it it was almost like a relay race that um, that supreme last year. You know, you you mm. Dysart Dynamo went, and then you know John Bond tried to pick it up again afterwards, and um, it, there was there was unbelievable speed in the race. You now, like only a very good horse can pick up off that and do what he did. He's a freak, but. Um, there's no saying that you know, honeysuckle wouldn't have absolutely adored. She would have adored um, a pace like that in front of her and everything else. And as Paddy Aspel keeps saying on this podcast, she's getting older and smarter too. She's she's knowing exactly what you know what she needs to do to get it done. Yep. Um, yep. And she will just you do that. And also, like the champion hurdle picture, it does have a third entrance as well. Like 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 a proper one in Vauban Now I know four year olds going into five year old company isn't exactly team but you know. Espar was special. He did it. And um, Vauban looked freakish last season, Dean. Like, really good. Mm. And, like, there's absolutely no reason why he can't get involved as well. But by that point, he's going to be giving weight to Honeysuckle. Mm. Constitution Hill will keep winning over in the UK, I have no doubt about it. But again, has to get the Sheldon, has to give weight to Honeysuckle, a horse that she's only going to improve for, for, for. for a stronger pace, and she's had three different Cheltenham festivals now, where top-class horses have tried to get her beat, and that was yeah. obviously all—all all the William Mullins brigade tried it with uh, the, all the mayors and Ruver Mag and everything else, and she she came out on top. And now, champion hurdles and everything else, she's she's just brilliant. And I just yeah, I seemed, uh, at the moment at four to one. I think they, I don't think anybody will find a better anti-post um, bet as we currently stand than four to one. Almost an each way bet about honey honeysuckle in the champion hurdle. It's just madness.
1: It does seem brave. Seems brave to me, um, too. I mean we It should have been illegal what happened with State Man last year going into Cheltenham, though, shouldn't it, Demo? Like, so when you get, you know, the likes of a State Man in there at what double figures, just shades of double figures, bit of nine and ten to one, you get Vauban in there eight to one. Um, these are the kind of up and coming ones. Everyone seems to have already anointed Constitution Hill, so then it's just Honeysuckle going, well, then come and have a go. I mean, it is a fascinating picture. There's probably nothing below that level, is there, that we don't know about, Demo?
0: I don't think so. Um, State uh, Stateman, I'd imagine goes goes chasing. You think, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, Sir Gerhard will go chasing. Marie's I do they
1: might test the waters first with Stateman over hurdles, though? Uh, yeah. See where they lie. I
0: don't know. Um, and like the deeper you go, yeah. Like unless something like a Bob Ollinger ends up <laughs> throwing, throwing his hat in back over hurdles again, but even that, you'd think the stairs would probably be, be kind of more than his line. I do have it between the three of them um i don't yep. think there's anything else there i just hope it will be an amazing race if the three of them got there all in one piece um and uh just yeah just they all they all well, have to give weight to her now it's madness yeah yeah in a
1: three horse race getting weight um i'll have honeysuckle at four to one don is there anything from the uh from the from the embers um of last year or maybe something we're not you know totally convinced about coming through this year that could can get involved with those three voban you didn't touch on but it has to be in the mix with that uh, with continued improvement
2: oh yeah voban has to be in there like you know willie Mullins obviously held him in really high regard last year and he went and, and and did it lived up to that billing so yeah look i know it's hard for and going five-year-olds when they move into open company but as Jeremy said as far did it and that's that was what he was first since catch it um but mm. it, it, it's difficult. But he's he's got a, obviously a very talented horse. I suppose you know Pipe Piper got his quotes for the champion hurdle after Cheltenham the last day. But same right. to him. He has to. He's a four-year-old going five, so it's not going to be easy for him. And but he was he was an exciting juvenile last year as well. So wasn't um, maybe you know he'd have to. He's definitely that's going to be his course. He's going to be a champion hurdle horse this season, all going well. So you know he's going. That's going to be his aim. Um, but no, like it's a. It is a picture that there don't tend to be too many shocks um, in the champion hurdle. It, it tends to be, I suppose, unlike a gold cup, it tends to be a, a race that, as part as it, of it does notwithstanding, it, the picture can be kind of screwed down early enough in the season because you know you, you rarely get something from left field coming into it. So, um, look, Honeysuckle, she's, she's just a superstar in my eyes and I know you're big fans and I fully agree that mm. the one is... Is a big enough price of, about her, um, and yeah, I think Bob Ollinger that, that was a bit of a, a news that he was staying hurdling, but I think he might be more st- uh stayers hurdler, stayers hurdle type horse more than a champion hurdle type horse. But we'll see. He's he's telling if he can come back to what he was showing two seasons ago, then yeah, he'd be he'd be interesting wherever he goes. But yeah, I think um, I think as you said, the top end of the market has it.
1: You kind of answered a question I was going to ask you on this, um, Don, which is what, what? do they? What would you do with Bob Ollinger? Um, we're no trainers; we're we're pundits or punters or whatever you want to call us. But um, what, what would you do with Bob Ollinger? It's some conundrum, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I think it, it's a lot. It makes a lot of sense what Henry's doing. Um, going back over hurdles seems to, you know, he was such a good hurdler. He's got such an engine, and you know, there was always there were even like. His jumping his jumping I, I thought his jumping was more than adequate in his beginner's chase and yeah. and it was it was probably better than in the the Pu race in which he beat Capadano. but he just like I don't know the sense of it is in my view you're kind of when he's jumping fences you're kind of hoping that he goes and does it whereas when he was jumping hurdles you were more relaxed watching him you kind of felt that he was going to do it. I don't know if that makes sense but i think going back over hurdles and look it's 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 not it's not straightforward going back over hurdles after a season chasing obviously and as you said dean we're no trainers i'm no trainer but i can imagine it's a it's a slightly different regime that henry will have to Mm -hmm. engage with him but if he can rediscover like if he if he was going straight from his Cheltenham win from his ballymore hurdle win into you know going and continuing hurdling now without having gone chasing You'd say he's going to be a massive player wherever he goes, whatever he does. Even if he was to drop back down to two miles, so, um, yeah, I think going back hurdling is. I think it's it's um, it was so disappointing last year in, in the at Cheltenham at Punchestown. So, I just think yeah, you have to try something different, and that makes a lot of sense.
1: Does I mean there's quotes around obviously for stayers and 10 to 1 seems to be the best price in the village for Bob Ollinger to go there. Um, that division obviously has you know a two time winner going for a third um title with Florian Porter. And as much as you know tactical genius is a, a thing that's I don't know whether it gets overlooked in races, but the, the ride that Florin Porter's had in 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 two stayers hurdles has been pretty unbelievable, yeah. and... Yeah, and you imagine they'll just go and try and repeat the trick for a stay as won't they? There isn't too much coming from behind. Maybe a Blazing Cal, a Bob Ollinger, if that's where they go, I think could be the fly there to make that a proper race again.
0: Yeah, I love Blazing Cal for this now. I thought he, mm. he was going to be very interesting at Albert Bartle last year and he obviously just just didn't make it. And Charles opted to to mind him. Um, there, there's never much noise coming out of Limerick, but, <laughs> out of his yard out of Limerick, <laughs> but there is a little bit coming out now about that. Blazing Cal is apparently roaring the house down at the, um, the stairs hurdle, you know, stairs is a race that Charles Burns has done excellently with as well. Um, so Blazing Cal, I mean, like Florin Porter is, is unbelievably talented. And like Danny Mullins, that ride, you know, I interviewed him for our podcast at Galway and just the, the ride where he's, he's, he's got one hand stretched. And I said to him like, you know, like what was there thinking going in before that? And he said, no, you just, you, you, you take it as you see it without, with Porter. And say he's just mad, so you're just dealing with him. The fear has to be with Florian Porter that one day it just goes over the edge. You know, that, that 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 madness can be hard to to kind of to to keep holding on to. But until he doesn't do it at Cheltenham, then you're a fool to to question him at all. He's been brilliant twice. But I just, I do, eight to one is not a price that I'm interested in. I think if Florian Porter makes it to Cheltenham, which there's no reason he won't, then Blazing Cal will be a decent price on the day anyway. But Blazing Cal, mm. Dean, yeah, I really do like him for a stairs hurdler. I thought he was very good last year. He's got plenty. He's got Cheltenham experience as well. And um, hailing from that yard, and Charles Burns is in great old form as well. It's uh, Yeah, it's interesting.
1: Blazing Cal on your list as an early uh, stairs hurdle host on?
0: Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, no, he was he was very
2: good, yeah. cool, as it says, last year. And he stays. He's got Cheltenham form. And yeah, it was a, it was a pity that we didn't get to see him. At the end of last season or after Christmas last year, but I think the stairs hurdle picture is interesting. I I had the Devil's Coachman down as a potential stairs hurdle horse, but then he's kind of won his beginner's
0: chase there
2: <laughs> yeah. at the other day, and he was good. He, he jumped brilliantly
0: bad. as well. He jumped brilliantly, didn't he? Didn't
2: he? Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Last season when I thought like chasing is just not his thing, he's he needs not his game to at all. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, interesting Obviously me. Obviously, worked the article with him, and yeah, he's going to be. Again, he, he's going to take a high rank among the staying novice, the, yeah, the staying novice chasers. Um, I thought Sanna here was interesting. I think Gordon did say that he's he's going to go down the stairs hurdle route now, and that makes sense, like because often you find with triumph hurdle horses they do tend to get further as they get older. And I thought he was going well in the entry hurdle when he fell against Epitent. That was two and a half miles. And there's, there's plenty of stamina in his pedigree as well. Like he's, he's, um, I know he's from the family of Zarkava, but his stam won over over 10 furlongs. And there's plenty there's stamina, flat stamina in his pedigree. So, and he's by Nathaniel. So, yeah, I think, um, he's he's going to be interesting now stepping up and trip. And he's five going six, so that's fine. Six year olds for a stairs hurdle, that's good. And he's got a chance yep. sort of experience. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to like about him. But I agree with you on Florian Porter. there's more to come from him. Like, he won, he won the stairs hurdle with. Plenty in hand last year. I actually was the. I was on Racing TV on the day, and the the flooring Porter Syndicate were watching it right beside us in the parade <laughs> And every time he rose to a hurdle, there was a big cheer. The cheers got louder as with every passing hurdle, and yeah, that was brilliant. It was great to watch them. You're nearly watching them more than you're watching the race. You have to go and watch a recording <laughs> of the race. But yeah, they get some they get some <clears> back out of them. Now.
1: Oh, they do. They do. And they have a, they're just the perfect pilot for him. Albeit yeah. how that all came about. It's, it's worked out magnificently for them. And Florin and Porter will be going for, for another one, of course. And currently four to one, nine to two best price around uh, for that one. Uh, we're not that actually put off about these, these market leaders in the big races. Only one more to touch on before we do wrap uh, a quick chat about these divisions. And Don, I'm going to come back to you. We talked about Shiskin last year at this time of year, ahead of a champion chase tussle with an Ergamine and, um, yeah, sure, we didn't get what we wanted, but he's four to one now and then is is the nine to four favourite for it. Um that's I, I think four to one speak about Shiskin, but I just want to yeah, see yeah. him come back.
2: Yeah, he needs to come back, doesn't he? It's um Yeah. I don't know, I, I just I wait to see him coming back, I think, because you know do we do we know do we know the reason for all of that, that last year? I don't know, was it just the ground?
1: It can't be. I don't think. Yeah, it can't be. Just it was too. I know it was. It all ended very quickly, and then you get that huge disappointment, which is horrible when you get those championship races, and it does detract from what was a good no, performance he was, from the win. He was but found was to have, weird circumstances.
0: He was found to have had a, a, a rare bone condition. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, I read that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But what is what is that though, and how recoverable is His it? His Bones and... had a condition to which
0: is yeah. rare, Dean. Dean. That's what it means. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to rephrase just, it again? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. But uh, I, st- I still, I so, still don't know what it is. <laughs> whatever the
2: reason. So the last time we saw him, he just pulled up in, in a champion chase, and he's 4 to that's once, right? In a champion chase. I just think I'd like, you know, definitely hold fire and chicken at, at the very, at best now um ergamine like as well like I, I think the champion chase is interesting because Anergamine obviously wasn't really tested in the champion chase i thought going into the race yeah. he was a better horse going right-handed and that he would be better on softer ground now he got a soft ground and he, you know going 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 left-handed wasn't really a thing i thought on the day because it was no handicap to be out a little bit wide on the day so i think there's 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 a there's a kind of potential for some for something to spring up in the champion chase it might be gentleman de may he's a really interesting horse he was very good at entry and again i know entry form you have to just you know it's it's the end of the season and maybe Edwardstone underperformed a little maybe not that much but maybe he wasn't the horse that he was in the arkle but gentleman de may he was so good he made all the running which is always a good it's a good style of running for Cheltenham over two miles, and he was really impressive. And he'd been progressing anyway going going into entry. I know he he skipped Cheltenham. He went went and won a, a grade three race at Navin in early March, flying Bowl chase instead of going to Cheltenham. But I think he's an interesting horse, and he could be one to just you know get in the shake up among the top ones in the champion chase market.
1: Yeah, I mean this race, the picture is going to change plenty as we see these up and coming ones out on the track again, demo. Um, I don't want to labour on it, but what Shishkin can do on a racetrack, if he does come back to that level, don't, there'd only be one horse I'd be interested in. But you know, new evidence will will detail uh, how that how that stands up as we get closer to the end of the season. If you had to get involved now, Demar, is there a live one?
0: Not particularly. No, I'm kind of very happy now again to just kind of sit here and um, just let this this whole market unfurl. Champion chase has sure. never really been. It's a division I love watching, but it's never really been a massive gambling um, uh, metric for me. Really, I, you know, I've always just just kind of just r- my my favorite race is actually the Queen Mother Champion Chase when it's a good race. Um, but mm. as far as punting on, it's gone. I, I, I never really there's never really been an open Champion Chase really since I've been in in, in <laughs> like not massively open. Anyway, no, even we've last some year,
1: standout horses there haven't we that just kind of led the division. It's a long way back until you find. Proper tussles at the level. Yeah, yeah like you know, like, do, like a big Zeb or whatever. Yeah, did yeah, yeah you know. So yeah. Um, yeah, no, so like
0: okay. it's it is, and Shishkin's excellent. And mean surprised me at Chatham. Oh. That was like I know he it, it kind of fell apart from, him, but still it was a very, very good performance. Um, and then yeah, Fernie Hollow, very interested to see what they do with him now. He's he's had a very difficult start to life, really, hasn't he? You know, beating Bob mm-hmm. Ollinger and then have one run, and then last season again, brilliant over fences, beating Revere to Tell. Um Giving weight away, looks so special and then injured again. So yeah, kinda of very interesting to see what kind of what what parts, uh, they plot with him. But yeah, it's a division that I'm looking forward to the without
1: getting involved in. Well, one of the best races of last season was, of course, Shishkin and Najmeein. Tussling actually made your list on on bookmakers.com of uh, five of the best of the best, not the best five of the best, we should say, because uh, how do you how do you narrow it down? But on bookmakers.com, Don put up uh, five of the best National Hunt races. Go check that out. Uh, a cracking uh, read. Okay, I think we've we've covered some of the divisions there and tore apart a little bit of the, the current market positions of some of these runners. And um, it is a a good time as we did last year on this podcast in the lead up to uh the jump season to talk about dark courses how dark they are really depends on on them um, you know how how much you're involved in in following all of last year and what you might have picked up i have a few but they're not that dark so damn i'm hoping you've got something at left field
0: uh yeah nothing kind of again nothing kind of mental obviously um well like look obviously we'll start off with the really obvious one first of all, obviously uh, Pat's fancy wins the um <laughs> national D- and then the um, and then after that then I really the one piece of form that I'm definitely carrying through for the season um is that uh, I quote Juno you know, with the name of the Ultima um I absolutely Yay. I think that's a really good race last year I, I just think it, mm. it, it's absolutely top drawer. Corrat Rambler's one who I think is very interesting for uh Grand National the way that horse stayed on Now obviously that broke my heart I put up the, the reverse forecast on this podcast for second and third of course they jumped the last together Horrible. thinking that I was I was going to be uh, paying for everyone's drinks that night and then on the floor um, but Jericho Rock is one that I'm very interested for the aforementioned uh, Ladbrokes Gold Cup um, yeah. or Ladbrokes Trophy even sorry um, that horse gets in there of a very low rating only rated 139 because it ran out of the handicap he did that day that's a serious run he's a horse who does deserve a big one i think this season jericho rock is 100 percent landing that big one as well um i would like him for a paddy power maybe but that trip is probably too, too short for him in truth he got better and better as the season went on last year and he he got close to pat's fancy and then after that day he went into that horse team that you fancied actually at um in the classic chase that eclair surfer ran up absolute blinder and then um mm. after that then at Cheltenham, he, he's just been caught out by an amazing stare. Oscar Leeds, a horse who's going to end up way too low. Um, he's going to end up kind of losing things. He's a very strange horse. He just seems to run his race at Cheltenham in March. So if they can somehow keep his way, his his weights high, he would be one very interesting in Handicap Chase next season. And then the other one there is uh, Fantastikas from that race as well. Uh, he didn't mm. quite see it out that day, but there's still an awful lot of upside in him. He's still on a mark that he can definitely win when race is off and um, he's one that as the season goes on, he will definitely be winning a big handicap as well. So I'm taking three out of that race. Oscar Lee for later on the season. Jericho Rock, I think for something like that, um, That the old Hennessy. And then um, Fantastic just kind of wherever he lands, he could be one maybe for a Paddy Power. Um, And then the other one that I'm very interested ran on the exact same day in the Boodles and that is Bellex one for Paul Nichols. He just screams to me as a horse that Paul Nichols lands a major handicap hurdle with. That's just, it's just it's it's very it's it's just Paul Nichols all out the way that he, he can kind of parade these horses. Lac Fontana ran a blinder in the Boodles to go on and win the, the county hurdle the following year. You know, he, he just he seems to just really eke out these these young horses. And um, so Bellex one he is he's definitely won. But as the season goes on, Dean, I'll develop this more, but just at the moment, they're they're kind of my main, main three and four. And then, of course, as our listeners would we'll be thrilled to know, Pat's Fancy wins the uh, wins World's National.
1: One day you're going to be right about that.
0: And <laughs> fair to say, he, he, t- he won three <laughs> times last season. He, he's a good horse. I'm work. just
1: being very harsh. I'm just being very harsh. No, one day you'll wear the jumper. One day I'll um, wear the um, jumper, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like some of them are going to face off against each other during the season. So you'll have to stay tuned to the race out to find out which one Dermot comes out with. Uh, on the actual day of those races, because they're all obviously coming from a similar piece of form. Uh, we might clash as well, Dermot. We? I, I just had three horses that I'm excited about this season. I wouldn't say they're that dark. You might actually get to see uh, a couple of them at the Cheltenham meeting coming up later this month. Uh, Il Rodoto, the little pocket rocket for Paul Nicholls. Um, I think there's a touch of the Frodons about this horse. So it's only off a mark of 140. Could end up... Um, being one of the main uh, protagonists for that Paddy Power Gold Cup, and um, regardless, I think it'll be in all of those chases this season and pick up something nice. Do really love the economical way this little thing jumps, and there's a big engine there and uh, such a baby of a horse. I think there's plenty more to come. Like I say, like, likened to Froden. if it gets anywhere near that, uh, we'll have a good season. Um, Camprond, I thought, who was just so unlucky at Cheltenham when the when the rains came and ruined its chance in a Coral Cup, think um, his unfinished business there still over hurdles, they will. Um, skip chasing I think and probably test themselves in a big handicap hurdle I thought maybe they might go great with but I don't think we're going to end up there so be somewhere else and uh, Campron will be one for the season after that Punchestown win I think there's just plenty more there uh, caveat, will probably need lively enough ground, although they do win a punches town on, on softened stuff. Um, and the last one, Don, don't laugh. Demo, don't laugh. Uh, Galahad Quest is still is still on my radar for a big part at some point. Don, Don said he needs
0: a flat track, that horse, very clearly. Like, yeah.
1: yeah, do you know what he needs? Is a few pounds in a handicap to get in any races worth winning now because it hasn't gone well. So I think they're off 1-3-1. One, one. I don't think that's going to be good enough to get into a Paddy Bauer Gold Cup. So they're going to have to go somewhere else and win something. So I'm actually back a winner at some point. Um, and then then, then they can go chance in their arm in the bigger races. Um, I do still think there's a good horse in there. Nick to Jane Williams, that trainer switch uh, might make all the difference. <laughs> Don, uh, please give us something more sensible.
2: <laughs> no, I, 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 I back Galadras. I think I backed. Didn't he fall at entry one day? Back the, yes, guess, that's what yes. I. I backed him that day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I have a few. Capadano I've mentioned already. I just think he's, yeah. of course, could improve again and, you know, maybe more uh, whatever, ladbrokes Trophy Carl. I think they're calling it the Carl Gold Cup these days. Um, but I, I would have liked to have seen him had a run beforehand, and I think maybe he's running out of time to have a run beforehand. Um, a few others. Marine Nacional. I just think he's... I know he's been a pretty big talking horse, but, like, he, he, he beat the man driving the van a bunch of stand there in May. In a bumper, and then he was even more impressive in winning at Killarney. Drumdivan the the man was really well tied going into the race. He was even more impressive winning at Killarney, and then I thought Yay. of down on his first run over hurdles, his jumping was very, very good, and it just you, you couldn't have really hoped for him to do much more than he did in winning. And I just think, like Barry Connell's horses are in very good form. I just think he could be, he could be very interesting. And I, I think he's he hasn't really been picked up on. I think he's still twenty-five to one for the Supreme Novices' hurdle. Not that he'll be back in the Supreme mm, yeah. But just it's an indication of how just beneath the radar he is. I like honestly I was expecting when he won his maiden hurdle that he'd be ten or twelve to one for one. Well, maybe not that sure but I thought he'd be short than twenty five to one. Um so that's him Banbridge I like as well. Thought he like he's a Martin Pipe Hurdle winner and just love that race for, for like the number of horses have won that race and gone on to be very high class staying chasers. And Banbridge is in that mold. His jumping he had his, his chasing debut there the other a few weeks ago at Goran Park, and his jumping was very, very good for a debutant. He just he didn't miss a beat. And I think he could he could go stepping up and tripping out his Bradford as well. He's from the family of Valley Henry. And there's lots of stamina in his pedigree. I know and, and front on his last run last season. But again you can allow him that. And the fact that he's got Cheltenham Festival form, Cheltenham Festival winning form, that's a positive if he goes back there. And frontal assault as well. I like it. Just thought what he did at Galway on his debut this season when he was fairly weak in the market. He was good that day. That was two miles six. He'll be better over further. He's probably going for the Troytown. Gordon said afterwards, and that, I haven't seen yeah. any change to that plan. But you know his profile is remarkably similar to the profile that Run Wild Fred had going into the Troytown last year. Both maidens over fences. Both second in the Irish Grand National. And uh, yeah, and I, he's got a mark of 142, I think. I think run wild, Tribe 145. So yep. yeah, I, I look. I seen
1: that movie before.
2: Yeah, I think he'll probably be favourite for the Triton. But he's a uh, yeah. I think he's 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 gonna he's gonna be a big player if he goes for that, and then maybe stepping up to bigger things later in the season as well.
1: Bambridge is the fascinating one you mentioned there because I've got that down on my list of sensible bets for Cheltenham if you have to have one now. National Hunt Chase in those colours, having done what it's already done at the Cheltenham Festival, 20 to 1 for the National Hunt Chase.
2: Yeah, it might be be a a Brown Advisory Chase horse instead. That's the the only
1: question mark, but that owner does love that race. Yeah,
0: he does.
1: And and imagine, you know, three miles, six yeah. Gay the or the is,
0: he's that race one already, doesn't he? Deal, uh, look, know, yeah, it's, ne, it's
1: never an easy one to go and win. <laughs> yeah. But I just think those colours, that's probably where they'll go. And, um, you know, you can take a chance at 20s It won't be that previous festival when they're turning up uh, in that race, especially after that chase debut, which was, as Don mentioned, uh, I thought it was very smart indeed. The other one I thought that was interesting was James's Gate. obviously go for a Ballymore, given the connections there. That's in uh, big double figures, around 16 to 1. And the two races that I would love to not be at the Cheltenham Festival, the Mayor's Hurdle and the Mayor's Chase um, they exist for a reason. And um, Marie's Rock is obviously going to go there. I thought 7-1 to one was a bit ridiculous around that one. And impervious for that Mare's Chase, demo I know um, you're obviously going to be catching up with Brian Hayes on bookmakers.co.uk this season, talking about uh, some of the horses he gets involved with. He was very keen on that horse at Cheltenham last year. Um, probably just had too long a season at that point. Um, I think she'll be very interesting for a Mare's Chase, especially after getting uh, one on the board already. Um, so far, they've been my sensible bets column anyway yeah. um, for those. Don, did you have any more? Darks, or dark, so have we got there? No, that was
2: kind of it. I think James's Gate might be out for the season, Dean. I'm not certain, but I thought I read somewhere that he might be on
1: the easy list. That's what happens with all sensible bets, Don. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully, that's not the case, but if that's the case, then at least that one is what one about. I can save my money. Um, yeah,
2: but yeah, that, that's kind of a cougar. I was impressed with Cougar as well. He was again another. Debut, jumping debutant, hurling debutante um, at Corran Park. He won his maiden on his last run for Aiden mm. O'Brien by seven lengths. He had a mark of 92 in the flat. And, yeah, he could be a juvenile hurdler to keep on the right side of the season.
1: Nice. Okay, there is a mad weekend of racing uh, upon us, of course. It does include a bit of mental stuff over in America and Keelan for the Breeders' Cup. But there are horses like Fiddler on the Roof and a Potemps qualifier. I think at Aintree, Vanillier, we could see in the Future Stars at Sandown. Um, like so the big breakaway could be in the Badger Alice, as you call it, Dermot. Um, Kilt- <laughs> Kiltili Briggs, I thought was interesting in the Grand Atlantico. Sefton. Um, Langadan's not gonna wait till the spring to run, could be out at Aintree on Saturday. Um and so Royale's gonna start mopping up these champion hurdle trials that none of the champion hurdle horses run in. So um there's quite a lot to get your teeth into there. I was hoping that one or two horses might be picked out from you guys. demo did you have anything for the weekend that we should uh pay attention to before the race hour gets into full swing and starts doing weekend previews?
0: Yeah, yeah, there's there's a few there. there, there... In the badger beer, Chase, uh, I thought uh, the big big breakaway has to be interesting off 11 stone there. Um, yeah. He, he's a horse that's just very, he, he's infuriating at this rate, but this is his trip and this is the kind of race that you could just see a horse like him, you know, and Rilo's good, but we know what he is. We know what on Frode, is an absolute superstar, but his star might just be waning a little bit. And he's to give a stone to the big breakaway who obviously gave Monkfish, Monkfish, it, 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 Another horse who could maybe make a few lists, depending on whether he's back or not. Um, yep. So the big breakaway there in that race, I thought of 144 it was extremely interesting. I'm also quite keen to give a small chance to Beacon Edge in the Ladbrokes Champion Chase at uh, Down Royal. Um, that's a race that really mm. just intrigues me at the front end, and that like Galvin should take an absolute world of stopping. But Beacon Edge is just one of those horses that does pop up every now and then, um, and. It just wouldn't be the biggest surprise to me in the whole world if he was good enough to uh, do that. And Noel Mead is in absolutely rare old form, uh, especially with uh, Brian Cooper, who seems to have knocked up a, a serious relationship with him. And um, they are absolutely flying. And then the other one that um, that does interest me, and I see the Sean O'Keefe is jocked up, is lifetime ambition in the uh, in the Grand Sefton uh, Dean at Aintree. Yep. Uh, Jessica Harrington sending a horse over here A is just very interesting in itself this horse would probably be but this, this is a horse who was second to Capodano last season second to Delvino and given her weight um, second to Blue Lord and obviously miles behind that horse but beat Beacon Edge as well before going down to that horse off, off a rating of 151 11 stone 6 there's no reason if this horse does take to those fences that he could be very very interesting and now they might not want they might just want the experience without maybe possibly going for the win, but I don't know, going across, he'd be very interested to me at 14 to one or so there as well then
1: yeah um yeah she rarely ever wastes any kind of travel fare when coming to the uk with anything so uh, lifetime ambition would have to be now, i like katili briggs for that i thought the the win what was it three weeks ago or so um put it spot on uh jamie snowden's runner in that sefton Um, it is a fascinating weekend of racing don you did allude to the fact that the next kind of six seven eight weeks are some of the most exciting of the jump season of course and and maybe there are some good things to find did you find anything already for this weekend
2: it's a serious weekend. this. like it really is. It's it's a it's a weekend to savor, and there there are more of them. Like there are seven more coming up like this one just afterwards. Yeah. So I just you just love this time of year. Um, I haven't gone into all of it in any great depth, but two horses I did want to flag, and they're two horses that you could e- you could easily laugh at, given that we're there in the laughing at state. Uh, Frodon. I think Prodon <laughs> could come back. Um, I just like first time out, like his record, first time out is phenomenal. Brian e. Frost, Paul Nichols, Wig Canton, you can just see him. Like Wig Canton, I've, I've backed so many horses in the Badger Ales or the Badger Beer down through the years that were held up. And, you know, I thought it would suit them. But you really have to be handy at Wig Canton. And there's no one handier than Trodon. I just think that he's worth another chance. And I know he's got loads. Of, he's, he's given away loads of weight. But he's down to a mark of 158, which is, yep. I guess, what, 10 pounds lower than he was at the start of last season. So, um. Yeah, and, he, and his, his only run at Wincanton, he won, that was a three-horse race that he won that fell apart, but um, I think he finished alone, actually, but he, he he probably had the race in the bag anyway. So, yeah.
1: It's a free shot for Nichols, that, isn't it? Because Froden runs well off top weight, great. Yeah. He'll be very happy. And then Rillo is 10.30. Yeah. Uh,
2: and he, he loves this race. So, you know, it's a pity Froden mm. isn't coming over here, but um, he isn't. That's the way, like, he's, won, well, he's won three of the last five renewals of this. So well, yeah. two of them with the same horse, the present man, and you know, in the like the the champion chase at Down Royal, like of course it's it's Galvin's it's Galvin's race, and he's got his run on the board as well already, and he ran so well in the race last year, so he's the one that they all have to beat. But I'm looking forward to seeing Envoi over three miles again. I think he's-
1: mm.
2: he 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 probably I don't know he like you wouldn't have been surprised to see him stepping up to three miles last season he's only had one run over three miles that was in the the punchestown race the grade one novices chase at punchestown when he wasn't right the race that Col won won, and in which monkfish well, that's the last time we saw monkfish he probably wasn't right either um but he hasn't run over three miles again since in two and a half and then down to two miles i i just think he's got unfinished business over over three miles and, and you know even even way back when when he was in his pump we're kind of looking forward to him stepping up and trip. He's a he's out of a half sister to Ovignat, a paddy power chase winner. So there's lots of stamina in his pedigree, and he's got so much pace over the shorter trips. I think, yeah, once he, he goes there, and I think that you know that's obviously he's he's in the, he's in among, among the five entries at this stage. So, um hopefully he does run there. And he won the he won the the intermediate chase at this meeting last year as well, really impressively. So yeah. I, I'm just looking forward to seeing him over a longer trip again.
1: I love that, and I was saying all last year that they just just go for the Gold Cup. No point running in behind these other things in the Champion Chase. You can't win. But uh, maybe the plan was, you know. We'll have, a, we'll have a little try back up at these trips uh, this season, if all is well with Envoy Allen. We're going to find out. That is super exciting indeed. Uh, that's a cracking race, that champion chase. Of course, Galvin conflated Kenboy, Envoy Allen, and Beacon Edge at uh, the five entries as we uh, stand. Hopefully that can't shrink too much more, and it'll be good to see them all. Um, it is a fascinating weekend of racing. It's been really um Uh, great fun actually to catch up over at the the kind of key divisions as we as we gear up for another national hunt season demo we are all set i think is the race hour on sunday nights back soon
0: the race hour i will aim for this sunday dean yes
1: there'll be plenty to talk about after this weekend that is absolutely Um, ample loads yeah yeah Yep, do check out, of course, Brian Hayes um, weekly from now on on bookmakers.co.uk. He is in conversation with Derma about the season ahead. I think there's five to follow coming out in this week's column, so do check that out. Uh, really, at this point, all I've got to say is thank you very much to Don McLean. Thank you very much uh, to Dermot Nolan. We will be back next week when we slot into the normal format, a bit of one Cheltenham division up for discussion and the weekend racing, and uh, we're looking forward to it, Dermot.
0: Absolutely. As always, Dino.
1: All right. A pleasure to have you both on. Don, thank you very much. Thank you, Dermo. We'll do this all again next week. You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you uh, with bookmakers.co.uk. You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk, your best bet for tips, news and bookmaker reviews.